Welcome to the Purdue Basketball Podcast. I'm Elliot Bloom, joined by the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman, and episode 74 here on the podcast. And today, we welcome in outgoing Boilermaker Aaron Wheeler. Wheels, uh, thanks for taking time to join us here, buddy. No problem. It's my pleasure. So I wanted to, uh, we always get our seniors on, um, and this year, uh, we didn't have any seniors on the roster, so... Um, but I wanted to get you before, as we tape this, you're getting ready to leave campus. Graduation, big weekend coming up in your life. Uh, you're going to be a, uh, you're going to be an official Purdue alum here in a matter of days. Um, we're taping this on uh, basically what is senior week. Um, graduation around the corner this weekend. So, first of all, that's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like it came around quick. I feel like I was just on campus um, in the summer. But no, it's definitely a big accomplishment. Um, Graduated from a prestigious university, so definitely grateful for everything Purdue has given me. And we'll get, uh, we'll. I want to come back kind of full circle to that here, um, kind of towards the end of our conversation. But I wanted to kind of go back, and uh, um, a lot of people know your story, but wanted to kind of start at the beginning, East Coast guy. You know, talk about what life was like in the Wheeler household growing up on the East Coast. Yeah, um, it was it was just me and my brother, so uh, I feel like we were really a close family. Um, me, and my brother, my dad, and my mom uh, grew up in Stanford, Connecticut, born and raised. So um, I feel like we had a really we were a very like um, me and my brother were always outside playing and things like that. So we were always active, um, played baseball and basketball growing up. So we lived right around the corner from a park, so we used to just go over there. Um, and we had little league games and things like that walk to the park, play around all day and stuff. So it was definitely fun growing up. Um, we were always outside, things like that. But, yeah, had a great time. It seems like we've – and we've talked about this with other guests we've had on here, that nowadays it's hard to get kids to go – harder, I should mm. say, for kids to get out, to get outside and play. But you didn't have that problem. No, we, we <laughs> had to, like – my mom had to, like – like kind of almost find us when it was dinner time and things like that yeah it's crazy nowadays though you see kids growing up like on ipads and things like that we right i don't think i got my first phone until like middle school and it was just like a flip phone so i had like three numbers on it so yeah it's just crazy how times change and it was probably so mom and dad could track you exactly, down right yes i had like my mom's number my dad's my brother's and i still like memorize those numbers to this day because i had to like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were down the down the street at the park, uh, basketball, baseball, what else? Anything else you were playing? Yeah. So um, we used to. I mean, we used to play. I never played organized football, but my brother did. But we used to play football in, like on the outfield of the baseball field and things like that. So yeah, um, we used to play. We, there was this game we used to play tennis ball, which is like baseball but with a tennis yeah, ball. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what yeah. we use as a kid. We, we used to go on the blacktop and play that. So yeah, that always, of course, basketball. So yeah, we were just. We were doing anything we could. <laughs> Blackman, did you guys ever use the old tennis ball for the baseball when you were growing up? You know, we did. Um, <laughs> and also, some of the, uh, let's see, how can I put this uh, gently, some of the rougher kids in the neighborhood, they <laughs> yeah. also like to they, they like to play baseball with a golf ball, which oh. is never a great idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if that sucker was coming your way uh, in a hurry, you were in some trouble. But, yes, we did do a lot of the tennis ball and, 
uh, on on the rare occasions when the rougher kids from the neighborhood came <laughs> around, we also played baseball with a golf ball. Which, again, ne- I would not rec- I wouldn't recommend for anyone. <laughs> I've never heard the golf ball. That is, that <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was dangerous. Let me tell you. Oh, you hey, can, you can, you country guys up there, you just <laughs> threw caution to the wind. You didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the problem with growing up country. You just never know what you might invent uh, on the field. Hey, I, I want to ask Aaron. I I think I've heard this correctly, Aaron, but please confirm. You actually really enjoyed baseball and were a good baseball player, right? Coming up uh, through the junior high and high school ranks. But uh, the fact is, your first love was, was basketball. But if I remember correctly, you were pretty good at baseball. Is that right? Yeah, it was probably like a moment in time because I was a pretty good pitcher. Um, so, like, it was probably a moment mm-hmm. in time where I was, like, better at baseball than basketball. And, like, I wasn't playing AAU until, like, eighth grade because I used to do all star baseball and travel baseball. And then it just came to a point, and like after my, I think my freshman year, I just had to kind of choose one because I wasn't really getting recruited because I wasn't playing summer basketball. So, yeah, no, but definitely I was, me and my brother, my brother's team, uh, when they were 12, they almost went to the Little League World Series. Oh, wow. I, I ended up going to Cooperstown with a, a bunch of guys from my city. And we, so yeah, I, I, we definitely grew up loving baseball. Now, who was your team growing up? Uh, I like the Mets. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. So I'm like a whole New York guy. I like the Mets, Jets, and Knicks. So it's been a struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Nick, the Knicks, and the uh, Jets, especially of For late. Sure. Wow. Yes. Well, the Mets were really when I was a kid and really into baseball as a kid. The Mets were the team, and mm-hmm. I, I loved that team. Used to love me some Howard Johnson for <laughs> the Mets back in the day. Um. Okay. So you kind of make that that move kind of over to basketball full-time and then talk about how that kind of started to take off for you and i'm assuming now you're in your high school team probably Mm -hmm. getting to become the man so to speak yeah so i started like i think i started getting like really like good at basketball like probably like well in sixth grade so like uh they had a middle school team and it was just one team it wasn't like grades yep and i was the only like sixth grader to make the team so like that's kind of like what I knew. I was like, okay, I'm pretty good. And I played well in middle school, uh, doing like travel basketball and things like that. And then high school, I ended up going to this Catholic school because they were kind of like known. It was still in Stanford, but they were like known to be a better basketball program. And my brother was a senior at the time. And there, I didn't even make, var- I wasn't even on varsity. I was on freshman and JV, but I was playing really well. So I didn't play varsity my freshman year. And then sophomore year is kind of when I made the jump. I started on varsity, um, and that's when I, I think I, I might have got my first offer that summer or something like that. Do you remember who it was? Yeah, it was URI, okay. Rhode Island. So nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually, um, he's at UConn now, Hurley. Yep. Yeah, so that was my first offer, yeah. Wow, so that's cool. So mm-hmm. when, now your dad played, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of that in the family. Yeah. And uh, did what was that like, the relationship with your dad? Did he come out and... Try to bust you up on the floor or on the court, or, or did he? <laughs> he a little banged up nowadays, but he he can shoot. He used to we he used to always beat me in shooting competitions. He, yeah. wouldn't, even, he wouldn't even jump. His ankles all messed up and stuff. So, but not nah, he he could shoot it. Uh, but they, yeah, they say he was a good player. How was your brother's game? Uh, he was good. He was kind of like an undersized, like big kind of, and he he always played like it was weird until college. They wanted him to play more of a guard because he's only he's like six four. So he's more of like a Draymond Green type player, yeah. So, so when you guys would head to the park together, were you trying to get on the same team, other teams, or just trying no, to get I on like the floor? To play, I like to play against him. Okay. Yeah. 
And so one-on-one battles too? Mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. And who got the best of those? He he had me for a while, but then I just started like getting bigger than him. He couldn't overpower me anymore, so he used to get mad and we stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> so were there some? is it safe to say there were some days when you walked home separately? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> or like one of us is still at the park or something, <laughs> yeah. And then the other one has to explain to yes. mom where they are. <laughs> yeah. How did those conversations go? <laughs> they, they they got used to it. They just was like, oh, stop fighting. Like, <laughs> but we we would fight over like it was like brotherly love, you know? How that yeah, goes? Like, absolutely. We, we would fight over anything. Ten minutes later, we're making up. <laughs> like so. Yeah. No, I think anybody who has a brother <laughs> and grew up around sports knows how that goes. Oh, it's, yeah competitive but then all good mm-hmm. at the end of the day but sometimes uh and then th- th- did that competition carry over in the other things other than sports yeah like so my brother is a, um he's a really good student so like and he's about three years older than me so like in high school he was like he was making um he had like uh what's it called uh, but like he had really good grades so like that was always my like ceiling i had to always try to match that so i was competitive with him in the classroom like i would have teachers that taught him like oh your brother got so so like it was always like hearing about my brother even with basketball and things like that his his team in high school won a state championship so like i was always trying to compete to outdo him it sounds like a parent's dream to have you guys competing over grades like oh yeah no for sure (laughs) like i would love for my kids to do that (laughs) Rob, your kids ever compete over grades? Oh, well, here's the problem. And you can relate to this, E, because your wife is also a lawyer, which means she has a higher level degree. Um, They're always trying to compare themselves to her, actually, not me when it comes to grades, because I barely made it. (laughs) But, But there is some comparison going on in our house, but it's not. It's not between uh, the the son and the daughter. It's more comparing themselves to mom and what she accomplished academically. <laughs> but again, I can promise you, there's no comparing to dad because all, I, I lose in that one every time. They want to be like mom. They'd settle for dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're going to be like dad, yes, you're settling. <laughs> so, so Eric, you mentioned your brother won a state title. Talk about your height. Did you did you guys overlap and play on the same team at all? So when I was my freshman year, when yeah. I was playing fresh. Well, they actually they actually brought me up at the end of the year in the state tournament to uh, varsity, but that year they didn't win it. He won it the year before that. So I yeah, got you. I was I was in high school with him for one year. Yeah. So you got to play a little bit on the mm-hmm. same team. Yeah, gotcha. it was fun. Yeah. And then talk about those years then, as as he graduates and moves on, and now did you kind of step into the role of kind of being the man? Uh, kind of. So like I had there was one senior that was really good. So our team was pretty good. We was like I was probably like the third or fourth option still, but I, I was playing pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I wouldn't say I was the man on that team yet, but I definitely started to step in that role, just being a like a I was a starter and getting like a lot of minutes and things like that. So yeah. And then uh, you end up going to prep school, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. talk talk us through that kind of decision-making process and how that worked and then where you ended up in prep school yeah so my so after my brother graduated from our high school he did a post-grad year uh in this prep school in connecticut and i think that's when i was a sophomore and he did really well um with academics and things like that he started getting recruited more and so my family kind of saw how it benefited him and like they wanted him to go earlier probably like after his junior year Mm -hmm. but he wanted to like graduate from our, our high school and stuff so after my sophomore year, I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll, like, I just, like, 
all right, let's do it. <laughs> so I just went after my sophomore year. I repeated my sophomore year, went up to Rhode Island at St. Andrews School, um, and I played there for two years, had a great time, and then transferred to Brewster Academy for my senior year. So, yeah, I've been around. <laughs> yeah, so how was, the, how was that kind of getting away from home for the first time? I mean, how far away were you in Rhode Island? Rhode Island was about two hours, so it wasn't too bad. Okay. My my family came to a lot of games. Yeah, but um, enough where you were, you know, you yeah, were exactly. Away. I can't just. I wouldn't. I'm not able to just go home. Every, yeah. like on every weekend. So yeah, it so was. How, I how liked was that? The, yeah, yeah, I liked that experience. It was. It really helped me like become more independent, uh, responsible. Like I had to do laundry, figure out yeah. where I'm eating. <laughs> some well, because like we had to dine in court, but like if I wanted to get food, like I had to, um, I had to go like find food and stuff like that like i remember i was taking the city bus because i would like i didn't have a car so i was trying yeah. to get a hair i was like we were right around providence so i was trying to get haircuts and i would take like the city bus and things like that by myself so it was definitely a great experience like i think it helped me grow up um and become a lot more independent and and you know it's funny you mentioned taking a bus um you know i grew up in kind of rural, rural indiana um and i've never lived in a big city i mean i've taken you know mass transit mm-hmm. in different cities i've visited but that's a that's a different world yeah, you know right. and, and people i think especially around here in the midwest where it's not as um popular don't really understand mm-hmm. you know you gotta you gotta plan things yes. you gotta get organized yeah. in a hurry yeah. don't you like i was looking up different stops because it's not just direct shots so you gotta like stop one spot get don't miss the next bus get on yeah. it so like yeah it was definitely a whole process i almost think that that should be required for any any kid in mm-hmm. the country who just takes like a car for granted mm-hmm. should no, be required no to like okay you need to find a way to get to the store yeah, and find exactly. a way to get to the bus stop i mean you're you, it really opens your eyes to yes. a lot of things. Yep. Yep. so you obviously found you you started navigating that world got your haircuts got all that figured <laughs> yep. out <laughs> um did you you enjoy your two years in in providence then in rhode island there yeah i, I think it's a really dope city it's like a, it's it's like a small, but it's, I would say it's kind of similar to Indianapolis, but mm-hmm. like it's like a small, but like uh, like it's a nice city. Um, I really enjoyed it. I used to go to all the Providence Friars games. I'm uh, what's his name is really cool. Um, Ed Cooley. Coach Cooley, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was recruiting me a little bit. Like we was there when Chris Dunn was there. So okay, he, like we used yeah. to go to some of those games. It was dope. And then sometimes I got up to a URI as well. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, I liked it up there. Did your whole team, would they go with you to the games? Mm-hmm. You guys would all check it out? Yeah. So it was a couple of us, they were recruiting. So we used, cause one of my guys I went to St. Andrews with my first year, uh-huh. uh, was at Hartford. And I remember he came up and played and the coach, uh, like got us tickets and stuff to let us watch. So. Okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So then those two years go, come and go, and then you move on to Brewster. Mm-hmm. And then is that when things kind of I guess took the next step in terms of recruitment. Yeah, so I would say that summer in Vegas was um, definitely big because my team was winning a lot. So we had a lot of coaches at our um, at our games, and then going into Brewster, uh, we had a lot of guys that were getting recruited. So there was just a lot of coaches in the gym every day. So like they might not even been there for you, but like you could have caught their eye just because you yeah. played well. So that was like a dope experience because it was just like. The emphasis on basketball like I don't think I've ever been like a environment up to that point where it was just like I mean they it's a good school too but like the way coach Smith runs it is like kind of right. like a college program yeah. like he makes us get up in the morning lift and uh shoot and things like that so it's like he he gets you used to being on that college schedule yeah so you're not like as shocked when you get in college yeah and so our listeners know coach Smith is a highly regarded 
prep school coach and I think any just about everybody in college basketball knows him he's been at Brewster a long time and they've churned out a lot of really successful players professionals a lot of guys who've done well at the college level so um, like you said that's the real deal you get there and it's basketball 24 7 and um, so do you remember the first time uh, Purdue kind of entered the equation yeah so it's funny um so we uh, we had won like the championship in Vegas, and we like so I don't know why, but we had to fly out of LAX. So we drove we drove like four hours after our championship, missed our flight. We had to stay like we got the like early bird like flight, but we had to stay in the airport for a couple hours. And I remember I'm with my AAU coach, and he was like, "Oh, um, Jack Owens from Purdue is calling you." I was like, "Oh, sweet." And then, like, he kind of just followed up and things like that. And then I remember they came out to Brewster, Coach uh, Coach Payne. And uh, I don't know I don't know if Coach Owens came out to see me. I know yeah. Coach Payne came out, like, twice to see me. So, yeah. Yeah. And so what was that? You you mentioned there have been other coaches in the gym to mm-hmm. see some of your teammates. Um, you know, how was that? Okay, now a guy's coming in to see you. Mm-hmm. And then who else was, you know, uh, who else was popping up on your radar in terms of recruitment? Um, so it, would, it was like Pittsburgh. I had a lot of like Atlantic 10 schools like URI, um, like UMass and things like that. Um, but like with Coach Payne, he kind of just like he was like showing the most love. Like like um, my dad, my parents always say, like, go where you're, you're wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So yeah. like Coach Payne made it seem like it was a real need for me. These, like even Pittsburgh, it was kind of like I was like their second option and things like that. So like I didn't really like. Like, I didn't really like that. So, that I mean, with Coach Payne, it was really authentic. So, I remember I remember that time, and I remember Coach Owens talking about you and saying, man, there's this guy at Brewster. Mm-hmm. I re- it's perfect for what we need. You know, we need a four, face-up four-man. He's, you know, he's long, he's athletic, and, we, and just Coach Owens just raved mm-hmm. about your athleticism. Um, and then Coach Payne went out, and, yeah, the rest, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of history. Yeah. So, when – when it came down to the nitty gritty, there it was us. Who else was involved? Arkansas, maybe. Yes, Arkansas a little bit. They came in late. Okay. So yeah, I yeah, I didn't really talk to them for maybe more than like two weeks. But he was he was showing a lot of interest. Coach, yeah. he's actually at St. John's. Now. Yeah, funny, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Coach Anderson. Uh, I I know Florida golf coach really wanted me as well. Yeah. So you make the decision and. Um, when did you actually – when did that happen? Was that in the spring? It was in the fall, actually. So I remember um, – Yeah, because you came here on your visit. Yep, yeah. I think it was – yeah. I want to say it was like homecoming or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, so like going – I really wasn't like getting a lot of schools. I was like, oh, okay, I could see myself like going here, things like that. So I took the visit here, and it was just like – I think it was a great fit both. Like it's a great basketball school and academic school. I told you like growing up academics was big in my family so like I just felt like it was kind of like a no-brainer for me and my family they they came my mom and my dad were out here they loved it so yeah. like we just went for it I didn't really want to go into my senior year just like stressing offers and things like right. that so I thought it was a good fit and I just kind of wanted to like play freely my senior year so yeah did you find part of that recruiting process stressful oh definitely yeah it's like yeah I mean, it's great to, like, get calls, and I don't want to say, like, I, I hated that part, but, like, you don't want to take that for granted, but, like, it definitely gets, like, like tolling to a point, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I know it's their job, but it's, it's a little weird to a sense, like, you're, like, 17, 18, just keep talking to, like, a, a grown man, but, like, it's not much you can talk to at some point. 
it's funny to hear it's funny to hear your side of it because I always when I when I'm talking and I I do not recruit in my role so I and I'm very I'm very thankful for that <laughs> but the coaches that I always talk to um you know we always talk about certain kids can really talk on the phone mm-hmm. and it's great and then certain kids it's like pulling teeth yes. and so now it's like oh man I got to keep calling this kid and finding new things to talk about and so to hear your side, like it's actually cool no, it's, to hear that, like it can be yes, painful on your side it's too. T- it's just I, I, I definitely feel like it's a tough, like tough job for a coach to do. It's like keep calling a like sixteen, seventeen year old trying to find things to talk about. Like, I, I give him props <laughs> for real. So because you got to stay pretty modern, exactly. What like, you're, oh, you got to know your TV, stuff. TV, sports, or something. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there times you just were like, man, I can't do this? Like, and that was probably what I guess that's probably what led to you saying I need to make yeah, a decision yeah. get this over with no definitely it was like it was really stressful going going about the situation again in the transfer portal oh yeah that was stressful as well like there the first day like I, I don't think i ate like coaches were just kept calling me <laughs> and it's like it was like i was trying to i didn't want to like be rude or anything i'm trying to reach out to every coach but like every time they want to call you it's like a 20 minute call yeah so i'm yeah. like like and i'm trying to keep my family in the loop and things like that so it was definitely stressful uh I can only imagine. So you make the decision. You make your visit. I do remember your visit. I remember we went. I think we went over and had uh, ate at La Scala. Yes. And your parents were here. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Um, your parents are great people. Um, it was great to kind of. You can tell that they um, they you can tell they valued education. Mm-hmm. They value and they you know it's a big deal to you guys as you alluded to in your family. Um, and I agree. When you said it seemed like a really good fit, it felt like a good fit from mm-hmm. our end too. Um, and so you make the decision. You go into your senior year, and then and then talk about kind of your senior year. And now that's in the, your your decision, anyways. Mm-hmm. In your rearview mm-hmm. mirror, and now you can just focus on basketball. Yeah. Um, so I kind of felt like that like accomplishment was like I, I accomplished that. So I was just out there playing freely. A lot of my, I think only two of my other teammates committed. Um, Thomas Allen, I remember him? He was at yeah. Nebraska for a little yeah. bit, and then Michael Coro committed to Florida. So. Uh, the other guys, I mean, they were still. We still played really well. We had an undefeated season, the only one in Brewster history, um, and it was just, it felt good because we were kind of like the underdog team. Like we didn't really have too many highly ranked guys, and nobody would have thought our team would have. Like, yeah. Out of any, anybody that's played there would have been the undefeated season. So it was, it was really fun. I had a great, great experience there. Your initial thoughts when you get to campus? Then you, you come that June basically and uh walking into the gym and we were having success mm-hmm. at that point oh, yeah. and so what was that like walking into that did they w- did they win the year before or no that's uh we won i want to say they won the i think we won the league the year before yes. yeah. yeah so i mean it was it was like it was kind of like so i feel like basketball here is very like it's really big so like you walk around campus and it's like oh my god hey uh. so like I'm walking around with Vince and stuff. I don't think Carson was here at the time. I think he was playing with USA. But we, yeah, I was walking around with Vince, like people offering to buy him like lunch and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this was the summer. Yes, yeah, yeah. So like, and it's not even that many people on campus. So it was just like, definitely like I took a second and took like just to sit back. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like you really feel like a celebrity in some sort. So it's and the gym's got a lot of talent in it too yes right? yes oh yeah no doubt yeah like open gyms like vince was killing me i remember that like, <laughs> vince used to kill me like yeah he's just, he was just so much older stronger sure like, yeah, he, yeah he just knew it yeah so no it was it was definitely definitely eye-opening stepping on campus 
Do you remember that? I guess the you redshirted your freshman mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and just talk about that. You know how that went about, and how, how you know what? How did you feel about that at the time? Mm-hmm. How do you now look back on that? The whole thing. Yeah, um, I mean, going in the summer and things like that. Looking back, I, I de- like in the moment, I thought I was like playing pretty well, but like going into it, looking back at like the whole setup of the roster, like it just wasn't any minutes for me at the time. So yeah. like Vince was gonna play. 28 35 minutes so like and then Grady was already established he knew what was going on stuff like that so at coming in I didn't like it wasn't really in my mind but like looking back at it now it's like yeah that was the right decision so I mean I think it was definitely good just to get stronger in the weight room things like that work, being able to just work out we I mean Sasha used to work out like three times a day on game day like <laughs> yeah. we, that was like we literally had a harder day than <laughs> yeah the players so yeah we were um Definitely was a great experience. Just being able to, like, just work out every day and not really have to worry about And still being able to practice, though, that's the thing. So we were getting used to the plays and the system and things like that. So I think we think it was beneficial. Think it was the hardest year of basketball-wise? Yeah, because, yeah. I never, like, I've never had, like, God willing, I've never had, like, a big injury where I had to sit out or anything. So, like, that was like the first time I had to just like sit, watch from the sideline. It's definitely a different perspective. You, you learn a lot from like the, uh, things like that. You could watch everybody on the floor. So yeah, it was, it was tough. It was, I mean, I can't lie. It did go quicker than I thought though. I th- like, cause yeah. we were, we were winning and things like that. It was yeah. fun. So like, yeah. it wasn't like, all right, we're terrible. I have to like just sit here and watch this. Like, right. We were having fun. Like, so it, it kind of went by, it flew by, I think. Well, and I think the payoff, hey, uh, yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, Elliot, I want to follow up on that. I, I, one of my, I've had a number of obviously great memories mm-hmm. over the years with Cliz, but one of my favorite memories with Cliz was when uh, we had we'd taken our team to Boston. You remember we were mm-hmm. getting ready to play in the Sweet 16. Yeah. And uh, that, that first night we got there, we practiced at Boston University, you guys remember, when we oh, were there yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Aaron, I don't know if you remember this practice. I remember it specifically because uh, – it was very eye-opening for Cliz and I. But in that practice, you and Sasha were just on fire. Hmm. I mean, you guys couldn't miss. Mm-hmm. I think Sasha made every shot he took in that in that particular practice. And Aaron, I think you did too. <laughs> and you weren't just making shots. I mean, you were shot faking mm-hmm. and driving the ball to the basket and dunking on guys. And, and I can remember Cliz and I we were sitting off to the side watching practice. And Cliz looked over me and he said, oh, my God, why are we redshirting these guys? <laughs> I, said, I said, I know, I can't wait till next year. Look how good these guys are. And these are redshirt guys. So I specifically remember that practice, Aaron, and, and, and talk, hearing you talking about your redshirt year kind of brought up that great memory for me. So thanks for that. But uh, you and Sasha were just unbelievable that night in practice to the point where even Cliz was like, why in the heck are we redshirting these dudes, man? They could help us win right now. Uh, I think that's a testament to just how good we were that year as well. Like we had Klein coming off the bench, like barely playing, barely barely shooting. Carson was playing. Like we just had so many guys. Like Matt was off the bench, no jail. So like, yeah, we were really deep that year. Yeah, had a lot of talent. Do you remember that night in Boston? Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Cause I, I, I'm like my brother lived like right around there. So like that was like I used to go there in the summer workout. So yeah, I definitely remember that. That was that was fun. Well, and I got to think too, you know. We've talked about this sometimes in the past with guys who redshirt. You know, there's no immediate payoff because, mm-hmm. you know, you put in all that work and then you get to the games and, like, how many times have we all heard Coach say it? Like, you do this for the games. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the fun mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that yeah. fun part, so to speak. So, 
um, yeah, it, it's good that you that you said it went by quick mm-hmm. because uh, and winning certainly helps that. Yes, exactly. So then, how excited were you then the following year? We're getting ready to, you know, you know, like okay, now it's go time. I get to be on that floor. Yeah, like, and I mean, that was my first or like gonna be my first time playing in such a great environment so like i mean i was on the bench for those games but like it was definitely like butterflies walking onto the court and things like that yeah it was that i was just excited to play yeah and what was that the summer we went to taipei so that was my freshman year like when i first came in the summer. oh we did okay yeah. so right away we went yeah, over yeah, oh, okay yeah, yeah that was fun as well yeah yeah so we competed in the world university games and, mm-hmm. and right away now and what was crazy is that you got you and sasha got to play yes, in that yep. mm-hmm. but then when the Ended season starts ready, yeah, yeah you didn't get you know but, but you did get some game experience mm-hmm. with us over in taipei mm-hmm. which is probably what put you even further ahead yes, of schedule. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was an amazing yes, trip amazing fun. trip long but fun yeah <laughs> yes it was yes it was who were who was in your room um, you oh i had it was me no jail vince carson like <laughs> i think eden was with us too it was crazy yeah we were in uh we were in a high-rise dorm style high-rise yeah. basically yes um that they built specifically for those games mm-hmm. in taipei the setup which, was real dope actually yeah think, it was looking back on it it was it was really cool every time like there's a village yeah it was yeah. an olympic village basically yeah. and every mm-hmm. time there's olympics now or even other world university games i always think just, back about those that yes. village and what it was like yeah like we couldn't eat the food on the street or things like that like we had to strictly eat the yeah cafeteria rob food. they 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 told us we couldn't eat outside the compound because they were worried that then everybody would flunk drug tests (laughs) because apparently the food outside the compound they knew that like you know the the meat and everything wouldn't have any hormones in it things of that nature but outside the compound there were no such guarantees (laughs) so now the coaches we would we would we would get out every once Mm -hmm. in a while and go grab a bite but the guys we were we were worried about at the time we were yeah. like we don't need to be coming back and and then we were worried about flunking an NCAA drug mm-hmm. test that like all yeah. of a sudden like you'd have some HGH it's in your system and be out for yeah the year. <laughs> and be out for the year because you ate a bad piece of chicken over in Taipei. <laughs> well, hey now may, now look maybe maybe that's what happened to Bob Baffert yeah. just won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> oh, we got to check if he was traveling to Taipei. We might have our answer. Oh man, that was yeah, that was a that was a great trip though. And so now you're back, your sophomore year, second year, mm-hmm. your redshirt freshman yep. year. That had to be yeah, the wheels are off now, and now yeah. here we go. That was a lot of fun, yeah. And winning still, mm-hmm. we were winning it. In the beginning, a, we struggled though. Yeah, yeah, like we. I don't know if we were like. I think we were six and five at one point, but like it was a time we were doing seventeens in practice. <laughs> like after you lose a drill, so. So I think we grew a lot that year, but that was that was a really fun as well. Like we were rolling, and so that's the, so. Then you, what was the year when we went made the elite eight? You that were was a sophomore. No, that was my well, yeah, redshirt freshman year. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yo, that's yep. like Grady, Grady and Klein senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you remember, like, what was the locker room like with the turnover? So those four guys leave: PJ, Dakota, Vince, yeah. and Isaac. They, they they leave the team, graduate, and it's a pretty big changeover. Yeah. And so talk about that. Like, you know, what was the locker room like? It Do was, you remember? It was the, like, so we were doing um, workouts in the spring, and it was like literally like six of us because Carson was doing his NBA workouts. So it was like me, Klein, Grady, Sash. I want to say Jail put his name in too. He wasn't working out maybe. 
think it was Matt and Trey. Like it was, it was just like we weren't really doing much, and we we're like, damn, we're gonna have a real t- like yeah tough time going forward. And then I just think we clicked so well. Like our chemistry was great on that team. It was so, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I, everybody knew like what they like what was asked of them and did it like. And it was it was one of those years too. Yeah, we struggled. We st- mm-hmm. struggled out of the gate six and five. And I just remember, I remember leaving Indianapolis when Notre Dame beat us, mm. and I thought, that was man, where do we go from here? And I think we all probably had that. Yeah. It's funny, like it's funny that you guys, and you'd think I'd know this by now, beating around at twenty years, <laughs> but you guys feel the same stuff we do. Mm-hmm. But like sitting in that locker room, we're just like, boy, we are in a bad place, mm-hmm. and I don't know where we go next. And then. We got back from Christmas and stuff just started to click. Click, yeah. And did we go into a Big Ten after that? Yeah, we yeah. Went, we beat Belmont here mm-hmm. and then beat yep. Iowa here, and then um, we lost up in East Lansing. But then we went to Wisconsin mm-hmm. and we won an overtime. Oh yeah, that was a big win. Yeah, big, and yeah. and after that, I think after that, like we just started. It rolling. flipped. Like, yeah. yeah, we, we went on a, a lot of fun. Like, yeah, just and what do you? I mean, you know, being in those locker rooms. How's that work? I mean, why does something just all of a sudden turn? I don't. I mean, I think it's just a collective. Like everybody's playing well at the right moment, and then like once maybe you get like a game like that, it's like all right, we're like we're we could do this on a daily or uh, every game. So then like Carson obviously was the head of the snake. Like once he was rolling, where everybody was hitting shots, Klein was hooping. So like it was just it was a great collective. Like oh, it was a lot of fun, and I just remember you guys always had. Seemed like you always had timely plays off the bench, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was you or Eric or Trey. Mm-hmm. You guys, you just you played your role so well, and you know you had. I just remember all of you guys had moments, and then we get to March, we win the league first yeah, of all. Yeah. Which, how satisfying is oh, that on a year when nobody, nobody really thought nobody we would expected us? It was crazy, like, and we like yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Well, let me ask you this because we clinched that year up at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yep, I so. I mean, I know what's going through my mind in those situations. You know, the game, the days leading up to that game, and then you know the game day and all that. As a player, what are you thinking? I mean, you have a chance. It's a game we're expected to win. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, but like, still, what's going through your mind? Just got to get it done. Like, because I remember was Minnesota before that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, we, we lost up in Minnesota because we tied with somebody that year in the league, right? Was it Michigan yes. State? Yes. So yeah, we lost at Minnesota. And we're like, oh, we can't. Because, like, the year before, they kind of did the same thing. Right, right. We should have won that year. Yes. So, yeah, just going in Northwestern, we're just like, yo, we have to get it done. Like, we have to. So, like, yeah, that's. I think that was just the mindset. Like, we can't mess it up this year. Cause it I was rem- right. It was just all right in front of us. I remember Eric hit a shot in that Northwestern mm-hmm. game that I feel like kind of kind of gave us some breathing that. room. And, we, you know, we ended up getting done, getting it done. And then – we get to celebrate in the smallest locker room oh in goodness. sports history. Oh <laughs> nicest, though. It's yeah. the nicest but smallest locker room. <laughs> Northwestern <laughs> renovated their arena and decided to put in the smallest visiting locker room in the history of man. And uh, But we didn't care that day. No, we got to was, celebrate in there. That was fun, yeah. And it obviously makes for a fun bus ride mm-hmm. home, too. So, um, Did you guys have a sense when we started that postseason that a long run was ahead of us and – some special things were about to happen or definitely like i just think we started rolling right at the right time too like um it was it was tough though because we went into the big 10 tournament and lost the first game to minnesota yeah. so like yeah but like we didn't really 
it's not like we didn't care, but like we kind of saw the bigger picture. We won the Big Ten, and we were trying. We were in the NCAA tournament, so like, I think in all honesty, it might have helped us because I think at that point, like Carson's back was messed up or something. Yep. So we had like a whole week. Oh, because we were, did we have a week off or that was basically no, that was the, that was the year, year before, but we yeah. had you know you had, it gave us extra days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I don't think it hurt us in a sense. Um, I think it might have helped us, but then we just. Going forward, I think we got a good draw. We just locked in, so yeah, I think yeah. Now, how cool was it to go home? Oh, that was to fun. Connecticut yeah. for the NCAA tournament. That was dope. Like I had everybody call, um, calling me and stuff when they announced it. That was fun though, because I had a lot of family pull up. So and where 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 were we watching that? Do you remember? We, we were at Coach Haynes. Yeah, we were at Coach Haynes. And yeah. so right away, your phone's blowing. Yeah, up. and then um, what's it called? Kai pulls up with the camera, like, oh, we're going back. Like she had me do a video <laughs> and things like that. So yeah. Do you do you remember? Was it did it cause you any stress having to track down tickets? Oh, I tell my dad to handle that. There you go. I, like I'll tell him, oh, I got a couple boys trying to pull up, and then he it's all his family and stuff. Like so, I'm like, yo, you can handle it. I think I literally gave him the password. I'm like, yo, you could plug in the. That's how. That's names. a veteran yeah, move right yeah. there, right? It was literally like 35 names. Yeah, so I, I couldn't deal with all that. Yeah, I mean, and you shouldn't. You yeah. that's the one thing. Talk about that a little bit. Like some of the maybe our fans or people listening might not know some of the stresses that you guys mm-hmm. have or things you got to not necessarily mm-hmm. stress, but yeah, they, yeah, they can be about, yeah. yeah, things you have to worry about. Like our players get for uh, regular season games, they get four tickets to each game that they can give to friends and family. And then for postseason, they get six. But in this case, we're talking about Aaron's going <laughs> to his home state, which let's face it, you never get back to, exactly. you finally get no, back yeah. to it. And it's the NCAA tournament, and so now here comes everybody that wants to see him play, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But now you got to deal with you know that, and so like you said, you let your dad handle that. But that's something you guys you know deal with, and in the in this case, the most important games of the year, you got to be locking in, and then you have this to kind of worry yeah. about too. No, yeah, and I <clears throat> for the like my teammates that like live in Indiana, they have that stress like every game for home games and stuff. Like me, I don't use my tickets at home that much, so like right. They, they, cause like we try to transfer tickets if we're not using them. Um, so like for majority of the part, the people from Indiana use all four. So like if you have six people trying to come to a game, it's kind of stressful trying to find two extra tickets like within your friends. So yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad getting tickets for me in Connecticut. Cause I was like, yo, if you're not using your tickets, just send them to me like all six so like that that wasn't too bad when i went when i whenever i went out east it wasn't too bad to get to yeah 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 you were in a good spot because yes. when we would go east <laughs> yeah. they didn't use a lot like so we'd you, go to Rutgers, yeah. like oh Aaron, you can, like they would send me my their Rutgers tickets at the beginning of the year yeah. like i'm not using these <laughs> yep yeah i remember and i kind of handle in mm-hmm. regular season i handle ticketing and so i would always uh get with you on those mm-hmm. east coast trips yeah. maryland and Rutgers. all right who are we putting down yeah. behind the bench yeah. who, you know who Yo, goes yeah. up top and yeah. all that stuff that's another thing too <laughs> yeah that's another decision to make because each team gets a certain amount of seats behind the bench and the rest are up in the rafters and we have to be we have to figure it out we have mm-hmm. to figure out who's going down low and who's yes. going up top you find out who your real friends yes. are right <laughs> yeah oh that's funny Okay, so let's let's come all the way around. You know, this season um, when the season concluded this year. Well, first of all, we we get through a crazy year of the tournament getting mm-hmm, canceled mm-hmm. with COVID, and then just how wild was this year? You know, with just 
you know, a, a little bit of a shortened schedule, but we obviously got to play, you know, 19 of our 20 Big Ten yeah. games, and we get to, you know, we get an NCAA tournament, a Big Ten tournament, although it all felt different. How how just crazy was this year for you? Yeah, looking back, actually, it really was, because, like, just knowing we had to do tests before we leave. Or remember in the beginning of the year, we thought Trey and, was it Zach? Yeah. Wouldn't be able to go to Florida, because, like, they had, like, an inconclusive test. We had to retest them. So that was how we started off the year. So that was crazy. Just like- <laughs> so Rob, you, so you 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 didn't travel with us this year, but we're testing daily, and everything's going great. Like our tests every day were were great. We get yeah. to our first trip. We were going down to Melbourne, and so we're all kind of on. I think everybody's a little. I don't want to say nervous, but. I think Chad, our trainer, and I like, were probably we're nervous. Going to be able to go down. There. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of like, okay, this is really happening. We're we're going to travel, and in the back of Chad and I's mind, the whole time is, what happens if we get to Florida and somebody tests mm-hmm. positive? How are we getting them home? That was that was mm-hmm. the stressor mm-hmm. for us. But anyway, we're it's day of the trip, and we're leaving at like five, and uh, that morning we come in. Everybody, staff, players, gets our test as normal. And Chad comes to me, and he's kind of – I don't think Chad ever really panics, but he was looking at me and he goes, well, Travion just tested positive. And I thought, well, that's that's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Then Zach tests positive. Then a walk-on test – or uh, Matt Frost tests positive. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I thought, come on, this there's yeah, no way. It was literally the – I think – It was the day we are getting yeah, ready to leave. Yeah, yeah, so. And I thought this – first of all, this isn't happening. Second of all, like – anyway – we followed up with a PCR test for all three of them, sent them across campus to a lab, and then we had to reach out to the lab and say, hey, by the way, I hate to be this guy, but we need those right away because we're getting ready to catch a flight this afternoon. <laughs> and so then Coach Painter's like, well, what do we do for practice? Because we were going to practice and then depart. And uh, I said, well, you've got a handful of guys. <laughs> you got a couple. And he's like, yeah, but the two, the two centers aren't here. So we ended up just like shooting around and mm-hmm. hanging out in Mackey. And then we got word like, oh, like they were all minutes before yeah, flight. like thirty minutes before we we're heading over to the Purdue airport to leave. They're like, oh yeah, they were false positives. You're good. Everybody's good. <laughs> oh, so I literally wow. had to call. I was calling Zach and Trey and Matt and just saying, all right guys, we'll see you at the airport. You're good to go because they were in their rooms thinking we might be, they might be isolated. And uh, all right, here we go. So away we went, and we went over to the airport and flew down to Florida. But yeah, I mean that just kind of that set it off. That was just yeah, just, just let you know how the year could go. So <laughs> yeah, but um, I think we did well, like adjusting to the situations. Um, we didn't really have any any like I think Sash missed a couple games, but like yeah. besides that, we missed one game because of Nebraska. But yeah, we played all the games we had to. Um, I think we did a good job adjusting, to be honest. I think you guys did a great job. It was just such a just such a weird year. Yeah. Um, wearing the mask on I think those we, planes. I think we were saying um, in the beginning of the year, it's like going to be, because everybody had to go through the same things. It would just be the teams that were able to adjust the most to, to the hardships and things like that. Yeah. Was it a satisfying year from the standpoint that I think people expected us to be towards the bottom of the mm-hmm. league and we really were I mean, we we were we were threatening, but we yeah, were towards yeah. the top. I mean, to we really to be able it. to get a top four seed was pretty remarkable. No, definitely. And like, we had a couple games that were like, if we won those, we could have been in contention. So yeah. like, but no, it's always fun to be like the underdog. I think 
because um, like it's like you're, it's kind of like you guys versus the world like so to like actually ha- see things coming to fruition and like like be at the top it was I mean we had like nine teams ranked in the top 25 or like nine teams make the tournament so like, yeah just to be top four in a, one of those conferences is definitely an, an accomplishment yeah you look back and your time here a lot of wins man yeah a lot of wins you're leaving with a ring in your finger mm-hmm. tournament runs um you know the banner hanging in Mackey yeah. always be a part of yeah for sure when when the season concluded and you reached out to coach to talk about your future talk talk us through how that went yeah um i just think uh i just think it was kind of like the best decision on both ends um cuz like i think uh i could like go somewhere else and like try to kind of reestablish myself but i don't want i didn't want to like just stick around and hold guys back like cuz at this point i was just playing like a role player and things like that kind of stunning other players growth so i think me trying to um, make this make this next move is kind of helping both like Mace growing up as a player and things like that, letting him just just play freely and things like not really having. Well, I mean, he's gonna compete. Obviously, there's always gonna right. be competition, right. but kind of like he established himself that he could play. So like, just going forward, he's gonna gain more confidence. And I just think me going elsewhere, kind of trying to gain confidence as well. So yeah, I gotta tell you this because I think it's very um, it's very admirable. Um, how you handled everything. Mm. Uh, Coach called me the day you came in and met, and he said, hey, Aaron came by. And uh, I said, yeah, how'd that go? And he said, "He said, man, what a stud. Mm-hmm. He said, man, he just – he was so impressive um, how you handled everything. Yeah. And the fact that you communicated um, – it's hard sometimes for players, especially to their head coach, to really convey how they're feeling. And you just – it seemed like you did it with the confidence and um, – class of a 30 year old no, or 40 yeah. year old even but i can't lie pj i was like stressing with pj i'm like yo p like like because i wanted to like tell my teammates before it kind of got out yeah so i'm like peach how should i go about this he's like bro you're gonna be fine just just talk to coach paint or like i think i text him the night before so like, just go in and talk to him bro you're gonna be fine things like that because i was trying to like text my teammates like yo i'm i'm, I'm about to talk to coach paint tomorrow Cause like I just know how situations in the past have gone. I didn't really yeah. want to go sideways. Right. So yeah. yeah, I was trying to make every make sure everything was like gonna be perfect. And how was coach? Oh no, he was cool. Yeah, like I um, we talked about like um, how he thinks he thinks it's a be- like the best thing as well. Like it was no like re- like resistance or anything. It was kind of just like appreciate your time here. Like you're nothing nothing but great for us i was like i appreciate it here too like it's nothing but love like it's, i think it was just yeah it's definitely still love on both ends i think so yeah oh there's no doubt about yeah. that and and you're always going to be part of this basketball mm-hmm. family and you know you're walking out with a degree which is first and foremost yes. and gets lost a lot of times mm-hmm. you know definitely. that's the one thing i've always said to guys is that no matter what happens through your whole college experience whether it involves purdue or other schools you gotta you gotta walk yeah. away with those papers the at the end goal. of the day. Yeah, yeah. The absolutely. Um, and so then you you referenced it a little bit. The the phone blows up mm-hmm. when it you know gets out there that you're in the portal now, and um, it didn't take you very long. You you ended up making a quicker decision than I thought. I know we talked a yeah. couple of days after, yeah. and I said, hey man, if you want to bounce things off of us, mm-hmm. let us know. And then uh, shortly thereafter, it seemed like St. John's became the choice. Yeah. So. Um, it came about, it was a lot of schools calling me the first couple of days and just trying to get back to everybody was was hard. But um, 
at the first, like my mindset going into it was just trying to like, okay, see everyone who calls and then kind of try to break it down from there. I didn't want to like put out a top 10 or anything, but just like, just kind of reach out to coaches like, oh, I'm going leaning toward a different direction just to kind of cut the, conver- like the, the conversations down sure. and things like that. Um, I remember I was talking to an assistant at Texas, but then Shaka went to the Marquette and things like that. And I was trying to, um, I mean, I, was, I, I thought Shaka would be a dope coach to play for. I was trying to talk to him, but he, I don't think his, the like interest was like mutual or like just yeah. all the way. So like that didn't really work. And then the coach from uh, Florida Golf Coast was hitting me up again. And he was trying to get me down there. Um, and UMass was hitting me. A lot of schools um, back home, like UMass, yeah. Quinnipiac, Fairfield. Um, and then I just remember um, my dad said, like, an assistant from St. John's um, had called him. Uh, or, like, I guess they didn't because there's a lot of people in the portal. So I guess they didn't see they didn't hit me up right away. I guess they didn't see me in the portal. Um, and he said he called my dad and was like, yo, is Aaron in the portal or something like that? And then, like, immediately Coach <laughs> Anderson called him and, and got on the phone. And then I got on the phone and chopped it up. But we already had that relationship. Yeah, so it was just yeah. kind of like just picking brains seeing what what I wanted and things like that and I just felt it was definitely been dope to go back home. it wasn't like a prior for me to go back home but like once it kind of came about I was like yo it really would be dope to try to go back home for last I was gonna years. ask you yeah if that was a factor or not but it just it seems like it just happened it just happened yeah like I wasn't going into it like all right I have to go back home or east coast but it just came about. I was like, yeah I've been away like like literally since I've been like 15 I mean I was on the east coast but like it's definitely like was once it came about. I was like, yeah, I think this is the the right move. Yeah, no, it worked out really, really well. And then you told me before we started recording here today that your brother's in New York right now. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's living in Manhattan, actually, like right down, right in the city. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah. And I'll like literally all my cousins and stuff live in New York and New Jersey. So like, this, I'm gonna have a lot of family. That's great. Well, we'll be pulling for you. There's no doubt about that. We. Uh, we're uh, we'll be I'll be checking those box scores. I can already see us box now scores. on those planes or buses when you guys play. We're going to be looking at that box score and yelling across the plane to each other how many you had and that <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah, I think that's awesome. So uh, well, Aaron, we we conclude every podcast with a final four question. So I want to get into those with you right now. Um, first question here on the final four with Aaron Wheeler: What is your go-to music of choice? Genre. Or 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 if there's a specific artist that you really like, so recently Coach B actually likes him as well. I've been, listening to, <laughs> I've been listening to Benny the Butcher. Uh, so he's from Buffalo, New York. So he's kind of like an old school rapper. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've been getting into him uh, recently. So, that's so Coach B put you on to him? Not like it was kind of like a mutual like. So Gav as well, like listen to him. You guys kind of found him at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. Coach B was like, "Oh, you heard like because he knows I'm from the East Coast. He's like, you heard of Benny the Butcher? I was like, yeah. So like. And then we kind of like we've been sharing like their new stuff, and so it's dope. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is a uh, your favorite book, or maybe a good book you've read recently? Mm, I think the one the, the one we read this past summer was really eye opening. White Rage. Yeah. That's probably one of the, one of the best books I've read. Because um, it's, I mean, I always hear like we always hear about the things going on in the world um, with uh, like racial inequality and stuff, but like to read like the history was really dope. So. Yeah, we read that book as a team, and um, that was some. That was probably one of the higher moments of mm-hmm. the last year mm-hmm. for me. Was 
was doing that with you guys and then hearing your guys' perspective mm-hmm. on everything. I thought yeah. that was really good. I think, like, the big thing with things like that is just, like, you have to get educated before, like, you could actually speak on it and things like that. So it was good to, like, actually, like, read facts and things like that. How Yeah, so I really like that book. That's cool. Question three here on the final four. If you could wave a wand and do any profession in the world starting tomorrow, what would it be? Mm. Other than basketball. Probably be in the MLB. Really? Major yeah. League Baseball player? Be a pitcher. Very cool. Jacob DeGrom. Would you be uh, the Mets opening day starter? <laughs> no, nah, I'll be the second DeGrom. Got it. DeGrom has <laughs> <it>. <laughs> have you, have you, when's the last, when's the last Mets game you've been to? Mm, I haven't been to in a while. I actually been, the last like game I've been to was a Yankee game, which was like two, I think it was the summer before COVID. So yeah, I think it, we, I, I'm a Mets fan, but we go to a lot of, I go to a lot of Yankee games with my uh, friends because like, it's so easy. They have like a train that literally stops you right across from Yankee Stadium. Oh, cool! So in the cheap, uh, ticket, you get cheap tickets and stuff, and it's fun. So like, we go to a lot of Yankees games. Like I, I'm, I'm a, a Mets fan, but I'm like a New York fan at heart. So like, I, I don't dislike the Yankees, but gotcha. Like, yeah. So yeah. Well, that'll be something when you uh, head back there. You'll mm-hmm. be able to get to some games. Definitely, yeah. And I gotta think you can scoop up some Jets tickets pretty cheap oh, too. Easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I don't even want to go see that. <laughs> That'll be that might be punishment if you have oh, a bad man. game. Coach Anderson might be all right. Aaron, you got to go to a Jets game <laughs> instead of suicide. You got to go watch the Jets play. <laughs> all right. Uh, final question here on the final four with Aaron Wheeler. What is a little known fact about you that very few people or no one knows? I could golf. You're a good golfer? Decent, mm-hmm. yes. My, I, I know your dad plays. Yes, Is, he plays. So, like, like I, yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, I don't really? I don't golf often, but, yeah. like, when I do, I can hold my own. And I feel like if I were to golf on a regular basis, I'll be. It's funny because I was just, my grandpa called me, um, and he gets, uh, he could get rounds at this one course in Connecticut. Uh-huh. He called me yesterday. He's like, oh, I think we should get a round together since you're coming home. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to play a lot more this summer since i'll be home so yeah that's awesome yeah my dad has to give me like extended clubs and things (laughs) i was gonna ask you like it's hard for you to just be able to pick up a regular club it's it's, it's so annoying because i'll try to like use like just like regular clubs and like i can't hit the irons because i'm always picking up because like it's it dry i could drive because the drivers are usually long yeah it's always the irons. I'm like, I'll chip shot or something like that because, like, I just can't stay down on the ball because the clubs are so, yeah, like, yeah. so little. Wow. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> very cool. I did not know that about yeah. you. I knew some of the guys played, but I didn't mm-hmm. know you had that uh, yeah, kind of game. Yeah, I heard is actually good. Yeah, I heard Sasha. I can't wait to get him out there and kick his butt. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's great, man. Well, hey, I know. Uh, first, congrats on the you know upcoming weekend. Uh, oh, parents yep. coming into town. Yeah, yep. They're excited. My brother's coming too. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. That's great. Well, mm-hmm. um, I know you've uh, you, you're gonna make them proud this weekend by with graduation. You've made us proud um, during your time here, man. Uh, big fan of you. I've I've always told people that. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, you know what? What kind of kid is this guy? You know, they want to know what mm-hmm. you know about all you guys and. Um, I've never ever heard a bad thing said about Aaron Wheeler in yeah. my ever since I've known Appreciate you, man. That. So everybody is a big fan of yours. You've always been great. 
not only for the things you did on the court for us, but you've been a great locker room guy. Mm-hmm. You were one of those dudes that everybody got along with. One of my jobs is when I do our travel and do our rooming list, <laughs> sometimes I got, you know, certain guys you want to kind of keep away from other guys. Um, and you were always the dude I'm like, oh, anybody can go yeah, over there. <laughs> you got along with everybody. Yeah. So, uh, but just appreciate everything you've done for our program, man. Yeah. Rob, yeah, and I, Aaron, yeah, go ahead. Yes, Aaron, I'd like to say, uh, first of all, thank you for all of your contributions to Purdue basketball. You were, uh, you, and I'm going to echo what Elliot's saying here. Uh, you were one of my all-time favorite guys as a guy that I was around as part of the radio broadcast crew. Always enjoyed visiting with you. Always enjoyed having a laugh or two mm-hmm. with you. And I also, I hope our fans, and I think they do, but I hope they remember just how instrumental you were on our run to the Elite Eight there two years ago. Mm-hmm. I know Carson and Ryan got a lot of the headlines as well they should have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, but I hope our fans remember that in that NCAA tournament, you shot 47% from three, uh, which is a remarkable mm-hmm. number, a uh, remarkable mm-hmm. number for NCAA tournament play. Uh, so you were as big a part of that run as any other player on that team, and I certainly hope our fans remember your contribution on the court for that particular run because you were huge for us in that tournament. So so thank you not only for what you did on the floor, but uh, certainly off the floor as well. You've represented Purdue University in a in an A-plus a fashion. So we, I'm glad I had a chance to know you, Aaron. Yes, and good luck to you at St. John. Thank you. Yep, I appreciate that. Well, the only request I have, Aaron, is when I hit you up here in the coming years to come back and play in the alumni game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Gotta be, be ready. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get you back here. We'll get you suited up yep. and get you up and down Mackey a few mm-hmm. more times. So even though your last official game in Mackey is concluded, yep. we'll get you back here for many alumni games. Okay. And then maybe maybe we can get you dunking on Coach Brantley <laughs> in one of those games. <laughs> That'd be good. All right, my man. I appreciate you uh, yes, taking time with us. No doubt. It's been a pleasure. All right, that's episode 74 here on the podcast with Aaron Wheeler. I want to thank everybody for listening and remind you, until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well.